You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Belichick and company going to go for it on fourth and five. We hit the seven-minute mark left in regulation. Three blitzer. Zappi never had a chance. Derwin James lights him up. A <clears throat> highlight from earlier today where the New England Patriots were unable to score against the Los Angeles Chargers. Players like Derwin James and Khalil Mack making big plays time and again. Khalil Mack had himself a day. Oh, Michael on when? Oh, boy. He did not have himself a good day. I believe I heard you say in the opening segment of today's Six Rings postgame show on WEI, Andy, that if Mike on does choose to take his talents elsewhere after the season and uh, solicit services via the free agent market, I would probably have my agent or my media people not put any footage from the Chargers game on that tape because he yeah. was not... He wasn't very good today, nor was Trenton Brown. Well, because they're not, I mean, there's a lot of issues there. They, I'm not sure how invested some of them are at this point. But What do we yeah, need, for, a 10-hour postgame show to get through all the issues? My God. Uh, this team has a lot of issues. That's why they're 2-10. and 10. <laughs> Yes, they do indeed. And joining us now, Andy, on the Harbor One Hotline, fresh from the stadium, where he not only watched today's game, God bless him for doing that and not jabbing his eyes out, but also... From the locker room where he spoke to many of the players, he heard the speeches at the postgame podium and more, as we have now dubbed him on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, the Patriots beatdown reporter, because even he, of his immense positivity, has now joined us down in the depths. It's the one and the only, at Mike Cadlick. Good evening, Michael. How are we hanging? How are we doing? Fellas, what's going on? Uh, I, uh, this is, this I is love, your anti-pickle pizza party. The beat, yeah, you yeah, are. You're the beatdown reporter. Dude, this is just... Well, first things first, real quick, before we get into the nitty-gritty of today, can you... Uh, I haven't seen too much on it. Could you provide the audience with maybe any info or an update on Ramondre? What happened after that hip drop tackle led him to exit the game in the first quarter with what we believe to be an ankle injury? Yeah, uh, ankle injury, right ankle. Um, he obviously, as you saw, I'm sure, on the TV copy and what have you, uh, was helped off the field, no weight on his right ankle. Um, Jeff Howe from The Athletic reported that uh, the x-ray that he had on the ankle came back negative. So that's, I guess, I mean, obviously that's a good sign. I don't know how much he's really going to help you down the stretch anyway. But uh, it sounds like the x-ray is negative, and he'll have an MRI to figure out if it's a uh, if it's a sprain or not and I guess what else is uh, what else is going on down there in the right ankle. But Jeff also reported after that, he is expected to miss multiple weeks regardless of what the test results are. So, so no Mondre next week in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, next week, later this week even. Uh, Andy, yeah, Mike, I before, know, you're right. I'm all lost. I just want to put it out to both of you guys right now to weigh in on before we continue 
uh, on with the call, Mike. Uh, would either of you guys just flat out say right now, like send him to IR and shelve him just for his own benefit the rest of the way? I would absolutely. I mean, again, if it's a if it's a high ankle sprain and you have what five games left, yep. five, twelve, yeah, five games left. Call it, call it, yeah. IR, see you later, shelve it up. We'll see you next year because. Again, you're not playing for anything, and I know we're all team tank here, and I just heard you guys when I was driving driving home, whatever, and I'm still keeping an eye on that Carolina Panthers game because, as you mentioned, Fitzy, if Carolina wins today and they beat Tampa, the Patriots have the number one pick heading into next week, so uh, with the strength of schedule being what it is. So, yeah, I mean, I would save him from himself. You can use that as a, uh, as a method of tanking, and it still doesn't look that bad. So, yeah, shove him up. Why not? Andy, we might be popping bottles later tonight. Listen to this. Come on now. I'm popping a bottle later <laughs> as soon as this show ends, no matter what. So, <laughs> what, matter what's in what it? Happens. What's and folks, what's in it? A Miller Lite, B Vicodin, C both. We'll find out after the post. <laughs> good mix, good mix. Uh, Mike, I want to read you a quick tweet from Albert Breer and just get your reaction. So, okay. Albert Breer about sure. two hours ago tweeted, "This is going to sound really weird because the Patriots are getting shut out." But the offense has, on balance, looked better with Bailey Zappi at quarterback. What's your reaction to that tweet? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, my reaction that is that is not true, Andy. That is a <laughs> not true tweet from Albert Breer. Uh, look, yeah, he didn't turn the ball over. Congratulations. The offense still did turn the ball over once with a Ramondre Stevenson uh, fumble. And um, they didn't score a single point against the worst-ranked defense <laughs> in football. So... No, the offense on balance, did, and I like Bart. I think Bart does a great job. Obviously, I'm. A, I just disagree completely. The offense was terrible once again. It further proves that, uh, as bad as Mac Jones has been, and yes, maybe I thought there would be a little bit of a, a zip zap into the offense with Zappy coming in. Uh, they're still not good. They still need help. It's not a quarterback problem. It's a top-down problem on the unit, and uh, clearly you saw that today. They can't do anything, literally anything, on offense, regardless of who's under center. Mike Cadlick from WEEI.com joins us via the Harbor One hotline on the way back from the stadium. Uh, Mike, in your time in the locker room today afterward, give us a sense of what the mood and the vibe is. Obviously, people were probably cold and wet and just physically miserable. Yeah. They got beat up out there. It was a very hard-hitting game, as always. I mean, any NFL game is, obviously. It's three hours of intense, cultured violence and physical car crashes. But um, what was the mood in the locker room? Like, you've seen it be super low. You've described it in recent week, and this is a few weeks back, as so down you couldn't believe it. Can they go any lower, and did you get that feeling today in the locker room? Um, I don't think it... It's much lower. Like, I, I don't think that it's getting lower. From a, from a locker room by perspective, I think that they're just kind of – they understand where they are. Jabril Pepper said it last week. They understand that they ask. Like, I mean, it's, 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 it's that he's like – I don't think they go into games – I don't think they go into games necessarily expecting much anymore. Like, yeah, maybe they pull it out. Maybe they – and, again, the defense is playing their tails off. Um, and they continue to say all the right things. But, uh, no, it's, I mean, it was somber, but it's nothing like I haven't seen before because, again, this is kind of just what they've turned into now. Um, I will say that as far as about people talking and who spoke, like everybody kind of realizes that, um, you know, the defense is playing well and the offense is not. Like there's nobody saying anything wrong. Like Zeke said, you know, we feel bad for those guys. We need to put up points. They're playing their tails off, whatever. And then even Jalen Mills who I loved his quote. He said, they scored six points. We lost by six. We didn't do our job. Like, 
nobody's pointing fingers, at least externally to the media, outward facing. I'm sure there's probably, you know, stuff going on inside the walls that we don't really, you know, know or see. But um, I, I still like where the defense is headed at as far as, like, you know, still taking accountability even though they really shouldn't have to or, frankly, should just sit there and say, yeah, we're doing our job. They're not doing theirs. But um, overall, the only thing I don't like, and I'm sure we'll get to it, uh, and I've talked about it on the show too, but, I mean, it's Bill Belichick and the way he acts at the podium. Like, And I get it. You just lost and you're on a five-game losing streak and you're constantly being questioned about your job. So, like, it, it's not – it's not an easy situation to be in. So I'm not ask. I don't need him to go up there and, you know, smile and give us, you know, give us the game plan. But it, it feels just kind of outright disrespectful when a guy like Mike Reese, who is, you know, top of the line, like does everything correct, asks the appropriate questions. And it's not like he's up there saying, Hey Bill, why'd you guys stink today, dude? Figure it. Like he like respectfully asks a question to try and relay what's going on. And and the when he just barks back and like like mumbles and says garbage to him like I it just it really rubs me the wrong way. And then there was one more question in the room, and he just walked off and said, "See, ya. like it's just again." And I've talked about it three, four, five times now on the way home from these games with you guys. But like that was cute and that was cool when you were ten and two and when you won this game on a rainy December day, you had hats and T-shirts that you already won the AFC East. When you're two and ten and vying for the number one pick, it does. It just feels wrong and disrespectful. And like we're, you know, we and us are just trying to do our jobs, and he's not really letting us. So I don't like the vibe. And I, and again, I get it, but it still just it, it rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, no question. And um, we've all reached the point it's over the years where Bill rubs us the wrong way, especially in these losing post games. And but you're right, he's been doing it for 15, 20 years through success, and it's going to get criticized and pointed to, I think, more during failure. Um, the guy we just talked about uh, coming in, Mike Onwenu, um, were you surprised at how much he struggled today? I mean, I think a lot of people had sort of settled in like, oh, he's at right tackle. He's good at right tackle. Yeah. He's helped solidify the line. They've run behind him. I thought he got almost embarrassed by Khalil Mack at times today. Yeah, he did. Khalil Mack, uh, this is his 10th NFL season, and he's. I think he already tied what they played, 11 games, 12 games. He's already tied his career high in sacks for a season. So uh, he's wow. been a monster this year in year 10. Uh, yeah, I think today was his 14th and 15th sacks, and his career high was 15 in year two with Chicago. So he's uh, he's rolling, but, I mean, no – not that that's an excuse for unwanted to play poorly. Like, he's supposed to be, like you said, Andy, a, sort of the guy that, you know, we would like to potentially see them keep at right tackle for the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and for him to be a turnstile today, obviously it's not good. Um, I heard you saying the thing about his, his game film, too, and kind of leave that out, and I get it. But it could just be a – look, I don't think – like, again, this is the first really bad game he's had all season. Um, it happens. It's the league. Nobody's expecting him to be a – uh, like top two paid, you know, tackle in the league. But you're expecting to be very good, so it happens. But it could just be – I don't want to call it a buyout thing because I don't think he doesn't try, but it could just be rainy day, wet day, offense stinks, we stink. Like, oh, Khalil beats me one way. I'm not going to strain myself the other way to go try and get him. Like, oops, sorry type thing. So, I, I don't know. I, he wasn't good. Um, and, yeah, he wasn't good. Uh, there's no, there's no sugar coat anymore. Uh, Mike, we're up against the break, and unfortunately your phone signal, just because I know the weather is bad and you're on the road right now, is kind of breaking up. So um, 
Thank you for checking in, buddy. Uh, we will make sure to catch up with you at .com, and, of course, we'll hear from you on the Six Rings podcast this week with your uh, Patriots personality, media madness interview, the Catholics' crucial clashes, uh, and so much more. Home safe. Uh, it'll be a quick turnaround for all of us, so we'll have to just like kind of leave this one in the rear view real quick as we get ready for Thursday night. Yep. Trubisky Zappy. Are you fired up, kid? It's going to be awesome for having me. We'll talk to you soon. Go Pats and uh, go uh, go Carolina Panthers as well. Pass to the yep. pick. See you guys. There it is, baby, right there. Mike Cadlick at Mike Cadlick from WEI.com joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. Andy, as Michael was wrapping up and his phone signal was breaking up, I was checking the NFL scores. Oh! The Panthers just scored! They're up 10-7 over the Buccaneers with five minutes left in the third quarter. I told you that was a winnable game this for Carolina. This is the best post-game show ever. The path to the pick. Dun, the dun, path. Dun. Have you, by the way, you've had a little time. Have you workshopped what you want to roll with for a holiday? Not, not excuse me. Thanksgiving is a holiday. It actually heralds, truly heralds the beginning of the holiday season uh, in America. But we've moved on from Thanksgiving. We sat down. We've had a hearty. We've we've gone back. We've had multiple like D'Angelo style Thanksgiving uh, stuffed turkey and stuffing sandwiches since our Thanksgiving supper was served a little while ago. Have you come up with your Christmas themed uh, Patriots tanks style uh, saying slogan, et cetera yet? I have not. I've been thinking long and hard since the moment you last asked me that. And I haven't paused for one minute in the time in between or I, I hadn't thought of it since you asked. <laughs> I was going to say. I said there, it last week. Tank the halls is pretty good. It's terrible. Is, it is not is, good. There is nothing good about it. There is and a lot of sarcasm in there, so I should expect nothing less. <laughs> uh, that's just ha- that's that's just you doing you. I have fully embraced, and I understand that. Just You steer into the suck. You expect yeah. heart to just give you a hard time no matter what. If my eyes are open and my ears are working. Uh, by the way, the 49ers are up 21-6 to 6 over the Eagles. Boy, oh, boy. See, man, Vegas seemed to get it right on that one. There's still nailed a it. decent amount of football to come. You know but... what I should have nailed today, too? I hate gambling, but I love our friends at FanDuel. Um, under. Why don't we keep betting the under, for God's sakes? Well, because I was right. I took, I laid the points, and I won by a half a point. I owe you 12 beers. Six to five. Um, but also, Ramondre had 40 yards rushing in, like, the first six minutes, and I only I needed 60 and a half, and then, of course... He like breaks his ankle or whatever the hell. I guess it's not broken according to the uh, to the X rays, but uh, I shelve him. Damn yeah, it! No, I get you. I know. I I know. There's probably a lot of people too right now that are listening and like, yeah, bro, you should see what happened to my fantasy team. That's that. This is not that show. We, I'm sorry. I also don't love. This is just a, a really quick, overly critical aside, but I have to be consistent. I once ripped Patrick Pass for dropping the ball when he pulled a hamstring, just letting go of the ball. Oh, and I remember th- that game. It was a Sunday yeah. night game, and oh, I think that was the Brewski returns game. Mm, I don't know, but I know he dropped the ball because he pulled a hammy. That's kind of what Ramondre did today. I was really surprised. He didn't really fumble. I think he, in the pain, just let go of the ball, which I yeah, thought I was... think that hurt. I think that hurt real bad. And by the way, I do know. we are uh, is this called should football. we save it for the podcast this week? I mean, we've just I cannot believe the show's been on over two and a half hours now and we still have an entire other post game show we could probably do, but when do you want to have the referendum or the town hall on the hip drop tackle? Well see, we can talk about it. I think you and I are probably on different ends of the spectrum there. Because if you get rid of the hip drop tackle, you know what I say. You took another another step toward flag football. I mean, mm-hmm. there's only so many ways you can tackle, and if you're going to, it's just, but it's yielding so re- many injuries at this point now. Like, yeah. and that okay, so don't play football. Like, 
Are you just going to not allow people to tackle? I can't hit you no. above the it's chest. It's not a tackle, though. That's you. like a that's a no, sliding it's actually grab. a tackle. It's a tackle. I, it counts as a tackle. You know what I mean? It's like absolutely a, tackle, a tackle. Like a form tackle. So we're going to add another thing. Oh, great. That can be reviewed and penalized, and we can crit- criticize the awful officials when they can't even see when a finger touches a ball and it changes direction on video slow motion replay. Yeah, let's give these guys who should be working at shoe shops and optometrists something else to worry about. It's very simple. On the field. Just expedite the process. Troy Vincent told us in 100 years it would be flag football. Let's just speed it up. Go go tomorrow. Go flag football right. tomorrow. Maybe the Patriots are better at flag football than Maybe. Tampa. Who knows? I mean, would Tyquan Thornton's hands get any better if it was flag? Probably not. Probably not. Nope. All right, there you go. As we promised, we'll get right back to the phone, 617-779-7937. And as, uh, as we get to do each and every week now, Andy, we will get to check in with our favorite fan down under. Jake from Australia is going to – the man is literally all the way around the other side of the globe, and he chooses to start his Mondays with that nonsense. That is how you good fan, everybody. So the phones are jammed. We'll get back to you guys. We may hear from Christian Fourier before the show's over. Don't forget Andy's thumbs up and thumbs down. Cars for Kids player of the game. Holy smokes, we got a lot of post-game show to get to in the remaining hour and five minutes. And let's get that rolling right now with Joe Braverman, producer extraordinaire, who is trending now. You targeted Taekwon for some big plays today. Just what did you see from him? Yeah, Taekwon is a great receiver. We have a great receiver group. Um, we have guys that can go down there and catch the ball. Um, you just got to give him a chance. And there's some times where, you know, I need to throw a better ball like the deep one of Taekwon. I need to throw it better. I let it too far. And... You know, maybe if I throw it, you know, six inches shorter, that's a touchdown. He's catching and running it. So um, we just got to keep grinding. Those guys are doing phenomenal. I just got to get them the ball. Bailey Zappi speaking to the media after the game today at Gillette Stadium about throwing the ball to Tyquan Thornton, calling him a great receiver. Uh, somebody may want to tell Bailey Zappi that catching the football is also part of being a receiver, let alone a good receiver or a great receiver. He certainly has the speed but did not bring his hands to the stadium as well, which is quite unfortunate because, boy, was he open on that play. It's the Six Rings postgame show live on WEI. We're with you till 7.30, at which point we throw to Westwood One's coverage of Sunday Night Football. Hopefully it's a good one. I think it's going to be Andy. That, of course, is going to be the chefs who seem to have woken up and rediscovered or rather discovered whatever is this iteration of their offense in 2023 as they travel to Green Bay and take on the Packers. It's definitely going to be a fun one or a good one because I would like to see personally if the Packers have gotten their defense together and if Jordan Love uh, just had a one-off on Thanksgiving or has actually woken up and stepped into his powers. Uh, Also, by the way, excellent game going on right now in Philadelphia. It's 21-13, 49ers over the Eagles. Uh, People are calling it fight night at the link. Apparently some assistant coach got into a scrape or something and then had to get thrown out of the game. Joe, what ha- what happened there? Yeah, so what had happened was, uh, I forget the play right before, but I believe Devontae Smith uh, had a little extracurricular. Someone uh, tackled him after the whistle or whatever. And so Dre Greenlaw got into it with uh, an assistant coach on the Philly sidelines. Uh, Greenlaw, I think maybe had just like, Maybe not a punch, but like sort of a tap to that coach's face. The coach pushed back, and they both got ejected. An assistant coach from Philly and Dre Greenlaw from the Niners both got tossed. Wow. How about Seems like that? Uh, that benefited Philly. I think it did, yeah, because uh, Dre Greenlaw is really good at football and uh, getting him out of the game, like sacrificing a, an assistant coach. an equipment guy. Yeah, for all we... What yeah? What if the, yeah? That's yeah, like it a wasn't very like a coordinator. Let's let's just no. put that out there. It wasn't a coordinator. It was just some guy on the sidelines. Slappy. 
Some what? slappy. Bailey Slappy. That's and who he's it a was. big, big slappy because I wouldn't call him a slappy to his face because he looked pretty thick. But uh, what? He's got that rim shot. Uh, rim shot in the crickets, ready for the two of us. Way too quick. Yeah. What do we? We should have a sound effect for him. What's that? I don't know, but we need something. All right. Well, you you have to come up with it. Your your holiday tanks expression first. <laughs> I have to play my own sound effect. Okay. Then. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You have to play yourself off. You know, get the keyboard cat music. How about that, Joe? While you look for a sound effect yourself, we go back to the phones. Mark and Deb, who are on their way home from the stadium, want to talk about today's game. Hi, Mark. Hi, Deb. Hey, Vince. Hi, how are you? What's Where going are you? on? Well, good. I'm still trying to dry out from that game, but... Betsy, Deb must be your biggest fan, I'll tell you. She loves oh. it. Thank you, Deb. You're the absolute best, and and I love you, and we appreciate you guys calling Poor in today. Lady. How did? Oh, would you please, so, so, Andrew? Uh, we, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, guys. So, guys, tell us why Malik Cunningham can't get any snaps at quarterback, and then also I loved that guy Mike that was on. He is absolutely a hundred percent right on how Bill talks to the media. I've been saying this for a long time on how Bill talks to the media. It's just not right. It's just unprofessional, and it's just disrespectful to these guys that are trying to do their job. Like, enough is enough. You're a crappy coach. You built a crappy team. Like, own up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I listen, guys. Uh, I don't disagree with you. And I, I, too, we have been trying to figure out exactly why, Mark, uh, Malik Cunningham didn't get into the game. Several of the pool reporters afterwards at Bill Belichick's yep. press conference asked him. We heard all week that he was taking reps at receiver and at quarterback as well. The team yep. obviously needed some speed and a spark in some capacity. He didn't have to come in and run a gadget play Absolutely. under center, but just to find a way to put the ball in his hands on a day where you needed anybody that had a little bit of a dynamic to them. I don't know. I know it's it's a great question and you know, God bless you guys for sticking it out down there as well. How many fans were left by the time you guys had the last play? Oh, they're gone. Okay. Deb, Mark, thank you guys for calling in. Deb, you're the absolute best. Uh, how many fans do we think were in the stadium by that point? I know 49,000 was what they were hoping for announced. I don't think that's what they actually I've seen achieved, estimates of 38. But at the end of the game or overall? Oh, no, 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 overall. Like oh, 40,000 to start. And, yeah, and your son and his it. friends accounted for half of that. Yeah, and they moved up a bunch of seats because people were leaving and there were seats available right near the field. So, yeah, no, it, it it wasn't a great day for football, and you provide them nothing. It's raining and the game sucks. So even though I am a firm believer you stay till the end because you never know what you're going to see. For example, Malik Cunningham, if he had come in the game, what if he comes in the game and like leads this comeback or whatever exciting? I'd be 37-yard touchdown scamper to yeah. make all the highlight reels. Yeah, I'd be mad if I left. You know, I'd be mad that, okay, so I did the hard part. I went to the game that was crappy in the crappy weather, and then I left early and missed the only part of the crappy game that was worth my time. So I would be mad about that. But I give people credit like Deb and everybody else, even though I'm not her favorite. I don't know. She must drink a lot if she likes you. But anyway, um, that that stuck it out and, and got really, really cold and wet and yucky and didn't have fun for the uh, support of their team. To the Millie Cunningham thing, though, I'm all for him getting some gadget plays, getting in yep. at receiver, especially yep. now that numbers are down. I wouldn't throw him out there at quarterback for any extended period because he's not a quarterback. He hasn't taken enough reps. I think it would be um, unfair to him with limited preparation to just throw him to the wolves. Like, Khalil Mack is killing people. I don't think it's fair to put Malik. Now, I know he can run and he's athletic, but I don't think it's fair 
as an ill-prepared quarterback to put him out there with any consistency. So It's not a spot to succeed, sir. No, no, no. It's a position to fail, much like the people around you are failing. And you might want to keep him around. Now, we have big-picture questions moving forward, but the next coach, the next GM, might want Malik Cunningham as a part of this team, as a slash, as a third quarterback, slash, fifth receiver, whatever it's going to be. And you don't want to injure him or nope. kill his don't confidence. Don't distress the assets, right. exactly. Yeah. So be smart with it. You put Bailey. And I also do think what I said earlier, there might be some truth to. Like, you've gone to plan B. I think you got to let plan B play out for a little bit and fail before you go to plan C because you're going to run out of plans while there's still games going if you go to plan C too early. And Will Greer must be watching this offense and going on the sidelines or from wherever he is, the emergency quarterback or a healthy scratch or whatever. He must be thinking to himself, could I possibly make this any worse? Uh, he's pro- Well, he didn't even want to come back. Did you see that initial report after he got no. cut last week? No. That um, returning is not expected to be his first priority or something I like saw that. that I did see, yes. Yeah, well, that means he didn't really want to come back and then there were no other offers, so he's like, well, I guess i got to go back there and collect a paycheck. I guess I'll take a check. Oh, my God. Ah. All right, time for some performance art. To Rhode Island we go to the man, the myth, the legend himself. Paul in Rhode Island. Hello, Paul. How are you, my man? Thank hey, you, my man. Call. Thank you. Listen, let's be honest, okay? What? Hello? I okay, I don't know where that was going. That that not in a great direction. Did that seem. was not going in a great direction? I'm not even sure exactly what the context of uh, whatever he said, but Joe, was that dropped? Did you? Okay. Good job. All right, we clean that up, everyone. Sorry for that call. If any, uh, the thoughts of every caller do not reflect the hosts of the show, the radio station, or our parent company, Odyssey. That is not a pre-prepared statement that I read whenever someone says something that could potentially be offensive. I just want to make sure that in case anyone heard any part of that, it was not prepared, and we do not believe in talking like that at all in any private or public forum. Let's actually try to clean things up and have a nice call. Let's go back down under like I talked about earlier. Jake woke his butt up early and watched that game. Oh, boy, Jake, another tough one, mate. No, I definitely did not wake up early for this one. I come in at about halfway through the second quarter. Not worth getting up at 4 o'clock for this. (laughs) You're right. 100% right. You missed nothing. And in that previous call, too, you said you did say there was going to be theater, and my God, there was theater. Yeah. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. Not great. <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah, Jake, uh, so you joined the game. Uh, where in Australia are you, by the way? Because we appreciate, we appreciate your fandom um, halfway around the globe. I'm about an hour and a half away from Melbourne. All right. Uh, and yet so, still I mean, somehow the, the signal travels. Yeah, thanks to uh, a lovely thing called the internet. We we, we, we do get that down here. <laughs> In those backwoods of Australia. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. What um so wait, uh, so I, your your point on the call screener said the defense would score more than the offense if they had Judon and Gonzalez playing. They yes. the, Jake, they have reached a point. It's a valid point. They have reached a point where now you would, the only way they're going to win, like I think Jalen Mills spoke to it. I think, Andy, it was Adrian Phillips who spoke to it last week. Like They're going to have to pitch a shutout if they want to win a game, and then the defense is going to actually have to score. Jake, that's not a crazy point. If they, if they want to win, if you want to see them win, 
a game the rest of the season, whereas now, if Carolina beats Tampa, and Tampa just took the lead, son of a gun. Um, but, you know, you could be competing for the number, the first overall draft pick, Jake. We could be, but I'll just, I'll just, it's just one of those thoughts you have when you're not winning. You're like, what else could we be doing here? Like, how many touchdowns, how many pick sixes could Gonzalez have? How many sacks could Judon have? Mm-hmm. It was just, uh, yep, yeah, one of those. And I would add in Marcus Jones be being on IR. If you add Marcus Jones oh, yeah. on the field, he's the best playmaker this team had a year ago in all three phases, basically. He scored in all three phases. Well, Those three guys, if they weren't on IR. Special special. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it, he most certainly would, and we've been missing a lot of those things. Well, Jake, thanks very much. We appreciate you watching. We appreciate you calling in. Look forward to hearing from you every week. Uh, we're probably not going to hear from you after the Steelers game. But wait, wait. If the game is 8.25 p.m., 8.20 p.m. start Thursday night, what time is that kickoff in Australia? So it's a 16-hour difference from Melbourne to Boston. Thank you. So, so it would be a nooner, a little Friday nooner for him. Uh, yeah. That's far from an afternoon close. delight. It'll be 2 o'clock. Yeah, it'll be mid, he'll be at work. He can uh, yeah. enjoy so the Yeah, so flash forward 8 o'clock here. Maybe have a Friday hours. early lunch and cut out and go watch the game in a few Fosters. And a shrimp on the bobby. This is probably the most offensive segment in the history of the Paul's going to call back in and say he was offended no. by that segment. No, <laughs> no, it was awful. Thank you for calling, Jake. We have, jeez. My God, what has happened? What has happened to all of us? People are losing their GD minds. David in Florida. Hello, David. Good night, Mike. <laughs> I blame Hart. What's that guy's connection to New England? I gotta, I, oh, I gotta find that out. Well, oh, come to Texas or something. Well, we got, no. we have to leave little breadcrumbs of something yep. to tie on to for the remainder of the season. That'll be one of the things we'll try to suss out. Why does Jake in Australia like the Patriots? We'll get to that next week. Okay, what's up, David? All what right. do you got? Now I got a question for you, and then after the question, I got a little tease of something we're gonna play later on in the week. Okay. So wow. get ready. So much All right. Now, my, right. my question. Yep. My question is: So, who's that? Who, who's the backup quarterback for Dallas? The guy that the Niners drafted a couple of years ago, Troy, Trey or, Lance. Or Trey Lance. Yeah. Yeah. He seems pretty good. He has a potential. So, what about trading for him during the off season and drafting Harrison? Because I mean, it takes it takes a quarterback always a little longer to adapt. So that might not nope. be a horrible idea. I think it's a horrible idea. Why do you say that? Because the guy. I mean, Harrison is a, it seems to be a, a no-brainer, and agreed. it takes a quarterback three or four years to to um does it to to to, to step in. Patrick Mahomes in his first year starting won the MVP, went to a Super Bowl. Tom Brady first year starting went to a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow first year starting was good, got hurt, came back second year was great. I think the special ones are special right out the gates. True franchise quarterbacks, to me, don't take very long to decide that. Now, there's the Aaron Rodgers didn't play. There's some of those guys, but I think the really good ones. Trey Lance was basically a running back at North Dakota State. He didn't really throw the football. He was a developmental project, an athlete, and I I want no part of Trey Lance. Are there any other um, above-average backups in the league right now? 
Uh, I really don't think so, David. Uh, Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, let's go. Let's we'll trade for Jarrett Stidham. David, I'm going to have to let you go. I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate the call, sir. Please, that nugget you wanted to share with us, the tease that you wanted to share, uh, make sure that you hold on to that and call back into the program later this week. I believe, uh, Joe, have we received, has the phone rang with a certain special someone from WEI? Maybe he's actually on the phone with him right now. I think we're actually going to have to go into break late because Christian Fourier will be making uh, an appearance on the Six Rings postgame show. Now he's got just a couple minutes. I believe he's actually watching his daughter in a basketball game, and it's halftime, so he's got just a couple of minutes to join us with his thoughts on the program. Joe, do we got the Fourier queued up? I don't think All so. All right. It's just he's you and I. It's We're just rudders. the two of us? Ah, we can make it if we try, Andy. Building uh, castles in the sky. Uh, what an odd, like, what an odd array of calls, thoughts, opinions. Like, this feels like devolved, like, barely controlled and contained madness today. Like, the fans are like, you said, like, you know, they, they broke Cadillac, so he was the beat reporter. Now he's the beatdown guy. They broke Fitzy. I don't know how to feel about things anymore. A shaken alter identity. I, nothing I hold true. Nothing I hold to be true or real anymore seems to be the case. And now they may have broken you. I think they've broken the fan base at large. I How really could do. you not be broken? How could you not be, especially from where we came? Right. The 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 who who was it that brought it up the other day when we were talking? Is this the fastest um, out? Oh, Stiz on, on the Rich Keefe show was like, is this the fastest drop off? For an organization from Most like precipitate, yeah, 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 penthouse to outhouse, like credibility, yep. measuring stick positive to now laughing stock, and and I think he's right, and it's been too quick for us in the media and us as fans to deal with, quite honestly. Uh, I that's a good question, and let's pose that one. We got a couple of minutes with him right now while he's on break at halftime. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline, co-host of the Midday Show, analyst extraordinaire, two-time Super Bowl champion, Christian Fourier. You keep, damn it, every week you say, guys, buckle up, strap in, it's going to get worse. And you know what? You're right. Every week somehow it gets worse. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know where the floor is. And to answer that question, I don't know what that Andy just mentioned, was, yeah, I was just actually kind of saying that this afternoon on the postgame show. I'm sitting there and, and I, you know, Bill takes forever to come out. Like, I feel like it's the longest he's ever taken to come out after a game, win or a loss, Super Bowl or a playoff. So that was weird. And then I'm just watching him getting peppered and just hammered. And he's trying to avoid all these questions and he's trying to defend himself. And then he backs himself into a quarter. And then someone asks another question. And then he just exposes himself and he just looks lost. Like, that is what I saw. And I felt sorry for him, you know, even though that is, he, he made his bed and now he's got to line it, you know, for all these years, it just, he just looks and almost represents something totally different than he used to, which is crazy, you know, based on everything that he's accomplished. It's just nuts. Christian, what was your um, review of Bailey Zappi today? Obviously he didn't score any points, so that's not a great first start for him. <laughs> um, but what'd you think of Zappi? Uh, um, I mean, it's kind of exactly what I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought the most important thing was that he just, like, as a whole, as a team, they just couldn't have turnovers. They couldn't have, you know, the fumble by Ramondre is one thing, but they couldn't have ugly turnovers, throwing the ball into coverage and team meetings and just, you know, just take the sack. And he did all that. He did everything they asked him to do. And then, and then you could tell by the, the game plan that they, they protected against uh, – there was no high-risk throws. I mean, there was a couple – 
But for the most part, it was lateral here, sideline throw here, slip screen here. It was like nothing short five yard out here to the outside. There was nothing, nothing where I was like, wow, they're, they're really trying to win this game. Um, so he's exactly what I thought he was going to be. He's an average to below average quarterback. I mean, that's it. And, and would he look better with a better offense, a better, a better conditions, a better offensive line? Sure. But I think they're so risk adverse that they are going to dumb down the offense just so they can stay in the game. And with all that being said, which was as bad as they were, they were in the game. They were mm-hmm. in the game at six, nothing, which is a, just another sign of just like, what is it? 26 points. The defense has given up in three weeks and three games. And they still haven't won any of these games. It's almost, even if you're trying to lose it on purpose for some gambling benefit, that's hard to do <laughs> like shaving points. You know, it's hard to do. The defense is giving up an average, Christian, yes, over these last three games of 8.67 points. The Patriots are 0-3. Now, I understand offenses probably come into these games thinking, we don't really even have to try that hard. Like, hell, if we get to 10, we're good. But still, the Patriots' defense is giving a maximum and at times magnificent effort. You get no Dietrich Wise today because he's got some bug. Sean Wade is a late scratch. Yet still, Uche plays better. Keon White plays well. The defensive line plays well. You've got guys that have no business maybe even playing starting cornerback in the NFL all balling out and giving the Chargers fits in obviously cruddy weather as well. It's it's just I mean they have to they basically do have to pitch a shutout if they want to be in the game. Let me ask you from your time in all these locker rooms, have you ever like did you feel the tension where there was like the offense was pissed at the defense or the defense was ever pissed at the offense? Like how standoffish and awkward could it get? Because the guys the guys Um, keep sending good messages, but it's gonna get to a a boiling point. Yeah, I think the funny thing is like listening to the defensive guys speak. I think it is interesting how they're they literally have to keep like lowering the bar and you know what if you know and our standard is hey you guys only gave up six points how do you feel about it well you know our standard is zero points like okay (laughs) it's almost it's almost i i feel bad for the defensive players because they they're trying to protect the offense and it's really hard to do when you only give up 10 points 10 points six points and you're like, you know, our standard is zero points, and we're not meeting our standard. And I'm like, dude, you gave up two field goals. This team was averaging like almost 28 points a game. Well, what are you talking about? So they're somewhat like hiding, uh, uh, you know, the problems of the offense. And as far as the, you know, the tension in the locker room, I don't know how real it is. I mean, on the teams that I've been on, it was like open season. Like, they would be calling us out and teasing us and stuff like that. And at this point in time, if you only have two wins, everyone's just looking to the end of the season, unfortunately. And you're hoping you stay in the game. But as soon as you get down, now what you're going to see, you will see guys shutting it down during the game. That's what you will see. That's another level of low. Like, that's going to happen. You'll see it during the week. You'll see it during Christmas time. You'll see it in January. Um, guys that just don't want to play because they have an injury but that they normally would play through. But now, why would I do it? I'll just say I can't go. And there'll be other guys who are free agents who are trying to benefit from some some better film playing against a team that knows you don't have anything. And, and they're just trying to pad their stats. It's just or, – or, you know, even Bill. The more Bill speaks, I think the worse it looks. That's another level of low. I think today was one of the worst post-game press conferences I've ever seen as far as him just 
not knowing what to say. And then just all these reporters just peacocking because they finally have, you know, the high ground on him. And he's damn nothing right. he can do but just backpedal. Yeah. Damn when right. You have the hammer, use it. Yeah. They're using it all right. And and as bad as I feel for him, I'm like, well, you know, it's kinda it's kinda what you are now. You feel bad for do. the bully? He's been the bully for twenty five years and now he gets pushed around a little and you feel bad for Bill? I'll I'll put it this way. You know, it's almost like those 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 heavyweight boxers, you know, in their prime, and then they they just never know when to quit, and then they retire, and then they come back and they just get their ass kicked, and they and their pride is so strong they won't fall down, they won't give up, and they just get pummeled. And yeah, you feel a little bad for them because they just so much has has changed, and they got old overnight. Bill looks like Bill ages like a president. It was like the last six months. Christian, did it's you crazy. hear my new my new slogan? Losing is undefeated. He it breaks everyone. <laughs> Losing is undefeated. It, it breaks everyone. It does. You're right. I don't care how many cool cliches you have or how many videos you can show. Yep. Losing is undefeated. And it and it I don't care how strong or how proud you are. Eventually everybody's got a branky point. We all do. And this is unprecedented. You know, it's like two wins. I mean, we can't even I mean if Score! we just I, I'm assuming if they just get one win, if they just get one win, you know how happy they would be? Oh. It'd, well, it'd be so happy. Be sad. I've been on teams where, like, we every, we knew everybody was getting fired, but like we we just got one win. I was like, wow, at least we don't have to worry about people giving us crap for another week. Mm-hmm. So it's just count the days, man. We may be beyond that, Christian, at this point now. And if the Panthers win one more game and the Pats lose out because of strength of scheduling, the Patriots would vault up to the number one pick overall. So we do have some hope or something out there, although. It's 21-10, Buccaneers over the Panthers with seven minutes left. Damn it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know you got some family matters to attend to. Good luck to your daughter in the basketball game. Go Team Fourier. We appreciate you taking a couple of minutes to weigh in with your boys, Fitzy and Hart, on the postgame show, guy. All right, boys. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, we'll tune in to you tomorrow. Christian Fourier joining us on the Harbor One Hotline tonight here on the Six Rings postgame show. Make sure you tune in to Gresham Fourier, the Greg Hill Show, tomorrow morning, which should be an absolute blast talking to Bill Belichick. On the quick turnaround before Thursday Night Football, you got the afternoon show, Jones, Mego, and Arcand. I guess they'll have Bailey Zappi on tomorrow. It's going to be a no victory, no points Monday here um, on WEI, so you got that to look forward to, which is uh, terrific. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number. We have a couple people still on hold. We'll try to get to you guys in a bit. We're a little bit behind the clock here, so Andy, we're going to throw it to uh, commercials. Let's pay some bills. We'll come back calls we come back then we'll have a super final home stretch and it's going to be all about you thumbs up cars for kids player of the game all that stuff let's stay strong to the finish folks six rings post game show wrapping up pretty soon here on wei and we're back andrew joe yes good we have everybody together wonderful I was the band is the back host to, to host. I was just just making sure I wasn't hearing a strange commercial. Uh, we have a nice little home stretch here on the Six Rings post game show on WEEI. We'll clean up these callers right now, real quick, Andy. Before we kick it over to you for your thumbs up and thumbs down. Very curious, uh, Joe. We don't we don't we are not privy to Andy's thumbs up thumbs down list. So I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an over under of three and a half people on the thumbs up list. Are you taking the over or the under? I will take, in the thumbs up, I'm going to take the under on this one. I'm going to take the over, but barely. I think it just like sneaks in at four, so we'll see if I'm right or we'll see if you're right. No, we're not betting because I already owe Andy too many beers. 
Uh, Matt's in Rhode Island. Matt, hi, how are you? Hey, um, good luck with that player of the game thing that you guys are going to do. I'll be interested to hear what you come up with. Um, yeah, <laughs> Bill, you, Bill, you, you Ken know, Laird, I, the program director? Hey, guys, don't forget the player of the game. It's sponsored. Uh, I mean, these idiot reporters, like, asking Bill Belichick, like, he's the head coach and general manager of the team or something. I mean, give me a break. I mean, <laughs> what the heck? No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, sarcasm. But, uh, you know, you got a guy like you, 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 move, you move up to get Tycon Thornton, um, NFL receiver. He's been here. He's been hurt. He can't run routes. I can only assume he's been catching a football for his entire life. He can't do that. Um, you know, and I mean, this is, this is getting epically hilarious on the offensive side of the ball. And don't forget, this is the team that he put out there. There are really no injuries. I mean, um, our rookie wasn't out there today, but other than that, this is the team that he put together. This is the team that he put together, and this is the product that he put together. So I can't believe you know anyone's even questioning him. Hey, thanks, guys. Great show. Bye-bye. Thank you, Matt. We appreciate you calling in as well. Yeah, I know. Intense sarcasm. These are the things that are getting people through, Andy, now. Like you said earlier, like steer into it. Try to have a laugh. Like, yeah, find weird, perverse ways that yep. go against the, that go against the culture and the grain of what you used to believe and hold dear to your Patriots fan heart. That's how you have to get through this because, whew. For example, there was one play today where might have been Quentin Johnston, their young receiver, actually caught the ball and two Patriots tried to tackle him, including one, Jalen Mills, who kind of went high and ended up basically riding on the, the shoulders, piggyback style, of his fellow defender as they both tried to take down the receiver. It was funny. you, you got to take little giggles out of a football game. When you get no points and no wins, literally no points and no mm-hmm. wins, you got to find little times to feel good about yourself. Also, you know how Fourier was joking like the defense has got to pitch a shutout? Mm-hmm. And you'd still tie. You wouldn't win. <laughs> you'd well, still just get tie overtime. Zero, zero. The overtime that we were deprived whoa, whoa, of whoa, last week whoa. in the Meadowlands. No overtime. I am putting my foot down. I'm embracing the tanking. I'm trying to do my best to do a lot of things here. But I'm putting my foot down when it comes to extra time watching this bad football team. Yeah, speaking of not being able to score points, the 49ers just cranked it up with 10 minutes left. 35-13. Woo, boy. And Jalen Hurts had to exit just slightly. But he just came back in. So we saw yeah, he was Marcus Mariota. Yeah, he was bit. questionable with a possible concussion diagnosis. He went to the little blue tent. They probably asked him some questions like, what day is today? And he was like, Tuesday. And they're like, all right, go on back. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Get out there. <laughs> it ended in AY. You're good. Yeah, what good year enough. is this? Trubisky's wow. playing? Mariota's playing? Oh, what year God. are we in? Trubisky, if he starts Thursday, Andy, he would make the 52nd quarterback to start a game this season in the NFL. God, this season. And stinks. if Malik Cunningham starts, that'd be 53rd. Uh, let's go to my hometown. Hi, Ma. Hi. Uh, it's not. No, Mike's up in Maine. Did we'll you get say Ma? Uh, no, no. Even um, she's the lucky one. She's, she didn't have to oh, watch. Let's this. all shout out our moms while we're at. Hi, Ma. <laughs> Paul's in Braintree. Hi, Paul. Hey, gentlemen. How are, how are you this evening? Doing. Well, we're hanging you. in, my I'm man. Just, Made better by calls like yours. Yeah. I know. I, I've been watching football for a long time. Statistically, this is the worst offense since the '76 Buccaneers, who scored 20 points only once. It was the first. First year in the league. It's terrible. Now, here's a hypothetical. Okay. If Jim Harbaugh becomes the coach and we draft this Harrison kid with the first, in the first round, would you draft J.J. McCarthy in the second? Because he knows him. Have him sit behind a veteran? He does know him. Wait, who, which veteran is he sitting behind? Well, as you bring a veteran in, whatever, okay. whoever the veteran might be. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah, I don't. Bec- I don't love J.J. McCarthy, but pairing him with Harbaugh and knowing their relationship, if he came here and got Harrison as the stud player, and then was willing to sort of vouch for J.J. McCarthy, I think I, I think I, I would accept that. I wouldn't love it, but I would accept it. Okay. Have a good night, guys. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. Yeah, he didn't have exactly the best Big Ten championship, but then again, Kirk Ferentz's team, kind of much like Bill Belichick's Patriots, great offense, excuse me, rather, rock-solid defense, terrible offense. Yep. You know, Andy, if we had just smartly on FanDuel Sportsbook, our sponsor of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, had we just parlayed uh, no points scored by Iowa. Uh, their over-under in both the first and second half was .5 points. If we did a first and second half and then parlayed that into the under today, we'd be very rich people. Why didn't we? I don't know. Can we please have somebody review our, our choices and equations and options by the time we get... To, I'm telling you right now, I don't care if the under's 19 on Thursday. House, mortgage, farm, family, everything. Both cars going right on it. I got to think it's going to be pretty low. Two bad offenses for the bulk of the year with two backup quarterbacks on right a now. Thursday let's night. Go, let's let's get on. Let's before we grab these calls uh, and start uh, home stretching with your thumbs up and such. Let's do it right now. I'm going to guess thirty point five. Oh, I was going to go a little higher. I was thinking like thirty three and a half, thirty four. Yeah, somewhere in there. But it, it's going to be in the happy. Low, it's going to be in the low thirties. Because the problem is, I also always think the wild card in these like ugly Thursday night games is like a random play. Everybody's tired. You might get a kick return, a punt return, a scoop and score. It might be so ugly that it leads to points. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go ahead and disagree with you. <laughs> okay. I mean, at I'm, some point, don't the Patriots actually have to score points? They are a professional football Legally, team. they don't have to. All right, you're, they are a your professional forecast, team. Andy, your forecast for Thursday, a uh, partly cloudy, yep. some sunshine, a high of 45. Uh, it'll dip into the upper 30s, so it's just going to be crisp. It's going to be a nice, cool evening in Unlike Pittsburgh. Unlike the Patriots offense, it'll be crisp. <laughs> and our last call of the night, Quinn is in Boston. To the mighty Quinn we go. My name is Chris, uh, not Quinn, but I appreciate it. Perfect. Hey, guys, right. I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to uh, say about the best the best play that I saw today was uh, falling asleep at 101, taking a great nap, missing the entire debacle of that game, and waking up at 415 to see the, the Cardinals win an absolute meaningless game to bolster us into, bolster us into the Marvin Harrison Jr. sweepstakes. Let's go. Woo! Right. Chris, that was the most positive call that we had all day long. Look at that. Someone actually, Andy, someone in Patriots Nation had a day. He fell asleep. He must have worked the night shift or just had a a banger of a get-together last night. Someone got got the holiday nog flowing freely and and freshly early. Oh, my God. Is it 725 yet? Oh, it's good. Um, So Chris in Boston had himself a night, passes out at 5 after 1, right after kickoff, doesn't have to endure that ice-cold sideways rain slog of of an under-attended game at Gillette, wakes up. Didn't have to deal with that. And next thing you know, it's like a time capsule thing. He fell asleep in hyperspace, missed all of it, and woke up the Cardinals won. Have a day, Chris. Have a he, day. He just reminded me of my dumbass idea that I brought to the Rich Keefe show like five weeks ago that every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. we'll do a full segment that's all positive patriots. What the hell are we going to talk about what Tuesday was, night? What, what? My God. What? Oh, we got the pick. Okay. It's 9.01. <laughs> I know. We're going to have to... Uh... <laughs> the abbreviated segment.
I think I think that one. Yeah, you're probably gonna. Have that to was such that a down. terrible idea. Not even I knew this could go this bad, this wrong. No, no one could. And I heard you right at the top of the show today as well as you piloted us out of Bay. Uh, and things got going around 3:50. If you missed any of the show, of course you can subscribe to the Six Rings podcast as well on Spotify. Uh, Apple Pods, wherever you happen to get your podcast, com, And, of course, you can always listen to us and rewind and catch your favorite moments of the show on the Odyssey app as well. Thank you to everyone, by the way, who shared their Spotify wrapped and their Apple Podcast wraps. Uh, all the hours people spent hanging with us. We're doing everything we can to try to make this season as informative, engaging, entertaining, tolerable, and palatable as possible. Uh, Andy, we'll throw it to a quick break. When we come back, thumbs up, thumbs down, player of the game. And then we'll put a bow on this absolute hog fest of a game in a post game. It's Fitzy, it's Hart, it's Braverman, it's you. It's the Six Rings post game show live on WEEI. All right, home stretch, final 10 minutes here of the Six Rings post game show. Longest one to date since, of course, we had to go on extra early following a very quick second half. Charger 6, Patriots nothing. Uh, Andy, just a couple things I noted on Twitter before, or rather, notice before we get to your thumbs up, thumbs down. Bucks wide receiver Mike Evans has now started his NFL career with 10 straight 1,000-yard seasons, three obviously with Tom Brady. Uh, now he's got one with Baker Mayfield, a bunch with Jameis Winston. My God. no! How about this? No player in NFL history has had more than six. Damn. Is that, that is real? impressive. That's real. No other that? players had more than six? Six consecutive. Not even Jerry Rice? No, that's impressive. That is really impressive. Good for him. It was a different era. Uh, Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes have arrived at Lambeau, and guess what? It's a little snowpacked snow. We got some snow out at Lambeau tonight. Weather game at Lambeau, the frozen tundra. You got to love that. That may provide for some uh, some quality entertainment there. Uh, It's 35-19, Niners over the Eagles with five minutes left. It looks like we may have a shakeup in our power rankings. Bryce Young threw a pick, ending any shot at a Carolina comeback, so... Tampa gets the win. The Patriots now have the number two pick in the draft. We'll see how that goes next week as well. Uh, so real quick, I wanted to find out, did you agree or disagree with the college football playoff rankings? Uh, of course, in case anyone missed earlier today, 12 o'clock, they announced Michigan is one. Washington, who won the Pac-12, the final Pac-12 championship, two. Number three, Texas. And number four, Alabama ousting an undefeated Florida State team. Who, are, who would be without their quarterback, so they decided that they would not be a good watch, and they put in Alabama, who's on a heater instead, setting up Michigan versus Alabama on New Year's Day from the Rose Bowl. What do you think about that, Hart? So if you're just trying to put the four best teams right now in the playoffs and create the best matchups for the best TV and entertainment, then I think they got it right. If you are actually putting a championship together where you reward a team for its season then I think mm-hmm. they screwed it up because Florida State deserves to be there based on the games they played this season. I understand. I watched the game. We talked about it. Louisville FSU, yep. not entertaining. I don't really want to watch FSU again with the the freshman quarterback, but they played their schedule. They played their third quarterback. They won the game with the backup. They won the game with the backup's backup. They earned a right to be there. So, But I also, I didn't know this, but in the... I don't know if you call them bylaws or whatever of the committee. It actually says player availability is to be taken, player or coach availability mm-hmm. is to be taken into consideration. Correct. So it's in their rules that basically if a quarterback gets hurt, don't put that team in because we want two good games and then a good national championship. And if you put the team without its star player quarterback in, you're probably setting up for disappointment. So 
I don't know what their agenda is. Their agenda is probably good TV and good entertainment, so they get mm-hmm. they they got it right. Yeah, it's too bad. Florida State goes on to just a, literally a bad break as their quarterback goes. Yep. Up. Jordan Travis, I want to say is his name. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's really too bad for them. Too bad for the program. They did everything. Literally did everything they possibly could. One with the players that they had, and yet it still yep. wasn't good enough. But yeah, I heard that this morning as well on Sports Center, way in the way way wee early hours of the morning, and thought. I understand why they put that in there for the ratings and for the watchability and for the entertainment value. Which I also I hate it for Georgia, man, by the way. Stinks. Georgia gets screwed because in it's the one thing that is consistent in college football is if you're going to lose, lose early so for people forget about it and time gets you away from it. Yep. Don't lose late because if you lose late, you're screwed. Texas woodsheds Oklahoma State and they had the quality win over Alabama earlier in the season. Bama comes on like a house of fire, knocks out Georgia. It's only a three-point game, but in the end, it's good enough. Bama's in, Michigan, Bama, ooh, and apparently Michigan was none too happy with that. Too bad. Got to play the teams that are on your schedule. I think it's going to make for one heck of a New Year's Day. All right, thumbs up, thumbs down. You can read it each and every week after the Patriots game on WEI.com. Andy, let's go ahead and see how many people made it onto your thumbs up list today. So it's definitely the over, thanks in the way that I wrote it, that a couple of them are large groups of people. So the positives, I'm still giving Bryce Beringer a thumbs up because not too many Patriots do their job well. He had one shank, but he still had a 70-yarder. He had three down inside the 20, and he averaged um, 49 yards per kick or something. I'll he had a good it. average. Um, so he gets it. The Here's where the tricky thing happens. I gave it to the whole defense. The whole defense, to me, deserves praise. They basically, mm-hmm. the entire unit, for what they've not only done in this game, but in prior games, the way they are playing with no support from the offense, they held them to below two yards of carry rushing, 4 of 14 on third downs, 220 net yards, and they only gave up two field goals to the eighth highest scoring offense in the NFL. Made life tough on uh, Justin Herbert yet again. I put Ezekiel Elliott on there. I know he had a, a fumble late that he got away with um, that they were able to recover. I thought he worked his ass off. I mean, this is a veteran guy who's supposed to be the backup, and now all of a sudden, because Ramondre's hurt, was the workhorse. Um, 52 yards on 17 carries, another 40 yards through the air, so almost 100 yards of total offense, a 23-yard catch-and-run pass. Um, I love the way Zeke, everything he brings to the table. So I I give him credit for stepping up when Ramondre went down. And then um, a couple others that are a little sort of uh, off the normal path we take here. Uh, the throwback uniforms looked great. Even J.J. Watt. J.J. <laughs> Watt said it at halftime. He said, hey, the one thing that looks good at Gillette is those throwback uniforms. Those are awesome. So it's if J.J. Watt's going to notice it. That jerseys made the list. Yep. Hey, it is oh. what it is. I'm rooting for the laundry. And uh, then I give credit to the Foxborough faithful. Um, there was a small crowd. There were empty seats. I acknowledge that. I understand that. But the people that went, uh, I thought, did a good job, including their booze, by the way. Because I think when the team deserves to be booed, you're a good fan to boo. So they booed, but they were there in the rain. They were there supporting their team, and a lot of them stayed to the end, your friend Debbie and others. So the Foxborough faithful, <laughs> boo, made the uh, <laughs> thumbs-up list. Now, quickly, the thumbs-down list. Yes, sir. Bailey Zappi starts it for me. I didn't think he was very good. Um, I thought he lacked accuracy early. I thought he was running around a little bit uh, too quickly at times. I thought he didn't help out his offensive line. We'll get to them in a minute. Um, 13 of 25 for 141 yards. That's just not enough in the NFL. And I know there's others that'll be on here, Thornton and others, but Bailey Zappi did not give a boost to the offense, unlike, I mean, uh, despite what you may have read on Burt Breer's Twitter feed. Uh, Bill O'Brien, 
I'm sorry. Bill O'Brien and his offense aren't good enough. He has not been part of the solution. It's a little bit like we said about Mac. Um, he's got to be better. Blame him. He said to blame him. I'm starting to blame him some. I know you don't have a lot of good uh, chicken to work with, but you're turning it worse than it was. It's spoiled. You're giving people salmonella. Uh, the key injuries. This is the worst one for me. It just sucks because I don't think they, you know, I don't think the Patriots were all that talented this year, but Matthew Judon, gone. Christian Gonzalez, gone. Kendrick Bourne, gone. Demario Douglas, gone. Ramondre Stevenson, gone in the first. This is why we can't have nice things because all the nice things are broken and don't get to play anymore. So uh, I'm sick of the injuries. Mike on Wenu, just a bad day. And I lumped in the rest of the line. David Andrews, sneaky stunk too. He got toasted on a couple of uh, um, a run. He whiffed on a run block where Zeke got tackled for like a three-yard loss on third down. Then he gave up a sack, um, and Khalil Mack owned Mike Onwenu. And then Tyquan Thornton. You're here to just do one thing, run deep and catch the ball. You ran deep, you didn't catch the ball. It's gotten buried. They broke him. Tyquan Thornton was better in his rookie training camp than he has been any time since, and uh, his failure to develop is part of the failure of this team's ability to score any points offensively which is why significant organizational change will have to be brought about in the upcoming offseason as well thank you very much for that andy if you'd like to read through that once again folks it's available at weei.com we'll end with this it's the cars for kids player of the game brought to you by cars for kids if you donate your car today it can be picked up as soon as tomorrow go to cars for kids that's cars with a k or call 1877 cars for kids remember that's cars with a k andy I'm going to let Christian Barmore accept this award on behalf of the entire defense. He continues to be a beast in the middle of the line. He tweeted out, I'm still going to show up or something like that. that. And he continues to show up. The defense continues to show up. So those guys on that side of the ball deserve the player of the game honor. Excellent choice as well. Excellent postgame show. Thank you to all the callers. Great job, Joe. Andy, excellent job maintaining things while I was a couple minutes late to the show. Three and a half hours, our longest six or almost four hours. geez almost a four-hour post-game show our longest one today great job everybody thank you so much for sticking with us and making us a growing part of your patriots information and entertainment community we'll be back tuesday with a new six rings and football things podcast patriots monday tomorrow from 6a to 6p here on weei for joe for andy for everyone thanks for tuning in final score chargers six and patriots nothing we'll talk to you late after char after steelers pats thursday good night everybody <laughs>